anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by the average movie fans. The bar is now open. My name is John and I am here with my co-host and little brother Kyle. Today, welcome back Kyle. Today, good to be back. Today is March 30th and unfortunately we do not have our mascot Hunter with us this week but he will definitely return soon. And he'll probably be the one to replace me. Maybe one day. Anyways, we are finally going to discuss our wild card picks. For Kyle, I chose Joe Dante's Barry and the X. And for John, I chose The Amazing, A Knight's Tale, directed by Brian Helgeland. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) But before we get to discussing those, let's get to this week in movies. What have you watched this week, Kyle? Um, so it wasn't this week, it was last week, but since I've been away, um, I went to a Lord of the Rings marathon at Coolidge, um, and it showed all three of the movies, uh, two of them were the extended cut, but Return of the King was just the theatrical, Return of the King and Fellowship of the Ring were also on film, which is really cool, because it made, it really added, like, a timeless aspect to them, but, uh, I hadn't seen them in a while, and I love, (laughs) we'll get into this, but, like, swords, knights, and all that good stuff. I know you're not the biggest fan, but uh, yeah, these were great. I was glad to rewatch them. I've been meaning to, and I think it took having to sit in a theater for 12 hours to actually rewatch them. So I'm glad I got to do that. And it was just, I always love going to the Coolidge. It took 12 hours for three movies. Yeah, well, they're all like three and a half hours to four. There's like a 30-minute lunch break, an hour dinner break, some in-between time. It was a lot. It was uh, it was I was definitely tired towards the end, but the the last one's probably the best one in my opinion. So it keeps you going. Okay. Have you ever seen those? Nope, haven't seen a single Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Can't say I'm in any rush to either. They're very cool. So, uh, for me, I watched uh, two documentaries which kind of covered the same topic. Yeah. Uh, the first one is American Murder, The Family Next Door, and the second one was The Suburban Nightmare. The which, first one was on Netflix, right? I believe so. Yeah, because I, th- I think I've seen that one. I yes, didn't, I yeah, didn't, it was actually. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. I think I remember not really liking it, though, just because, like, there's so many text messages. Like, it felt like they were just reading the text messages. Is that... Well, so the second one, Suburban Nightmare, was exclusive to Tubi. Yeah, uh, I came across this video, um, and I believe it was 2020, mm-hmm. in the summer of 2020, and it's it's basically uh, a police body cam footage of this a uh, series of events. It's all true, you know. It's a true story mm-hmm. about a um, a pregnant wife and her two daughters that go missing. Like, it shows footage from, like, the doorbell cam. And when she gets home at, like, 2.30 in the morning. And then her friend goes to look for her, hasn't heard from her. And the police show up. They call the husband. The husband comes. And it's basically this series of events which ends with, it turns out the husband had murdered the wife and the two kids and the unborn mm-hmm. baby and you know as the video goes on little details start to come to light i've been fascinated by this case it's it's the uh, uh watts family murder mm-hmm. cheyenne cc and um bella watts were murdered by chris watts yeah and, and he has like he's having an affair and stuff too right yeah it turned yeah. like you know as the day goes on you find out he has a girlfriend and, you know, they seem like the perfect family, but deep down, it's far from it. Mm-hmm. it yeah. It, it, it's very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he says how, um, 
you know, he killed his wife in the house as she was at the feet of the two little girls who were uh, three and four, I believe, or four and three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then he ends up putting them in a oil well at his job site. And when Ooh. you see, like, how big the hole is that he stuck his little girls down, mm-hmm. like, it's truly heartbreaking. Yeah. But, you know, he ends up getting, the, you know, he ends up getting life in jail and it's very interesting to see if you're into true crime to see how it breaks down you know yeah and i think what i found most interesting is like like obviously they seem so normal and everything's all right and then it obviously isn't yeah did you like the the 2b1 better i mean they're pretty much the same Mm mm-hmm there was a, a a lifetime movie of it too that I have watched before, oh, wow. that kind of like, you know, shows like, you know, it's basically the movie of it, mm-hmm. and, but it's 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 all the same, yeah, footage really and the same information, but, yeah, I I, I remember I just like I found the story interesting obviously, but like the Netflix one it was just like, they just read way too many text messages between them, well that, it, to the point it just felt redundant. That and was that, that the majority of, of the um, the issues between the two of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get it. It just it got to a point where I was like, okay, like I could have just they could have just had less and kind of summed it up. I feel, but yeah, uh, still a very interesting story, and it's worth watching even just because the story itself is so fascinating. Yeah, and, and the police body cam footage is on YouTube. Entire... <laughs> I don't think I've seen that off the. Check the that entire out. thing and like him on the news like oh i just mm-hmm. want my girls back like you gotta be a whole nother type of crazy to yeah but um so i watched those uh me and hunter we watched madagascar 3 uh as we spoke about turning red last week we watched mm-hmm. that we watched marmaduke and dennis the menace and we watched that cheaper by the dozen remake on disney plus mm-hmm I wasn't into it. It's not yeah. like the originals with Steve Martin, but um, I did watch A Knight's Tale. Mm-hmm. That's two hours of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> um, I finally got to see the movie X. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. Very slow burn. Yeah. And I mean, I, I hope that I hope they make that sequel, Pearl. Oh well, they they did already. Like that's definitely coming out. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Like after they finished it, the the director, um, Ty, Ty West, West, he was yep. just he asked me a goth. He was like, "Oh, do you want to just make this movie while we're because they are already down there, had the crew and everything." Yeah. So that's why they did. And because I mean, for those who don't know, at the end of X, kind of the post credit scene is a trailer for like a prequel movie they made called Pearl. So I don't think it's a release date yet, but it is coming out eventually, which I'm so excited for. Wouldn't that have been great if they just released them at the same time? Yeah, that would have been cool. Said, never said they were connected until you see X, and then it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also saw Jackass Forever. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I think that's a bunch of 40- to 50-year-old men trying to recapture their glory and doing the same stupid stunts that they've done in the past. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, it was funny. Yeah. But... That was my feel was like, man, these guys are too old, you know? Yeah. Uh, I did like some of the new people. I know I already talked about it, but the Poopsies guy, he was yeah. great. I, f- I feel like you could have told me he's been there the whole time and I'd be like, yep, yep. I will um, say it, it was funny watching the um, bungee cord wedgie with Wee Man. Yeah. And Preston and the other guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Looking forward to uh, point five if they do one. But I think they are. I saw on TikTok it was I think it was Dave England and uh, Aaron. They were talking yeah. about how I think Dave said there'll be something in four point five where it was like he almost got his dick ripped off. I don't yeah. know what they were doing. He didn't explain it, but he's like, yeah, that was. I think he was saying it was the worst done he's ever done, and that'll definitely be on four point five. And I hope they ended it. At that, they don't need to be going through that. Yeah, I mean, I know they're crazy, but 
I mean, Johnny Knoxville's competing at WrestleMania on Sunday. <laughs> so, can't yeah, wait to we'll see, see how that plays Yeah, I out. mean, obviously I love them, but yeah, it, sometimes it, you're like, this looks like it hurts a lot more than it did in the other ones. So, yeah, yeah that's about all I've watched this week. Um, time for some housekeeping and follow-up and some news. I guess it all falls under the same category. <laughs> We'll come up with a catchy name eventually. Yeah. The last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs is returning to Shutter on April 29th. And the first movie shown will be the 100th movie shown on the drive-in. For those that don't know, uh, the streaming service Shutter has acquired the rights to Joe Bob Briggs, Darcy the Mill Girl, The Last Drive-In. He, he was the host of uh, Monster Vision on TNT back in the 90s. So basically, he shows a movie. He gives his the tropes of the movie, his thoughts on it. it it's very funny. They've done uh, Victor Crowley. They've done Chopping Mall. Um, I, I enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've announced another Saw sequel which will be Saw 10, which will take place after Saw 3, not a sequel to Spiral. So they're... Are, are they doing the thing where it's like, oh, forget all the sequels, this is actually the the real sequel? No, I think this is just a way to bring John Kramer back into it. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. So, uh, only time will tell. I don't know if it's Darren Lynn Bowsman again. Mm-hmm. But time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um it was announced this week that HBO Max is doing a, a prequel series to the newest It movies. Mm-hmm. Not the Tim Curry one, but the, the latest ones. Yeah. You, you know what I found out this week? <clears throat> like, all of Stephen King's books are, like, kind of related. So, like, it like if they wanted to they could connect like all the movies and stuff so i wonder if this is the start of them trying to do something like that because it seems like pennywise and it and like the deadlights and all that they kind of play a bigger part in like his other books and so i don't know i could see them trying to do like a cinematic type universe with stephen king stuff yeah i mean from what i gathered from the press release it was mainly um based kind of leads up to the events of the 1960s as mm-hmm. to how like this tradition began yep it's gonna be called welcome to dairy mm-hmm. that's the working title at the moment so i mean they're just working on the scripts now so as, as we get more information about it i think we'll learn a little more as to what exactly it entails yeah i think i at least hope bill skarsgård comes back i thought he was great as pennywise yeah so, time will tell. Mm-hmm. And then, something else I saw that was interesting was Nick Cage is getting ready to play Dracula in Renfeld, coming yep. out on 4-14-23, directed by Chris McKay. Did you, you saw the pictures of him I in saw the costume? He looks like a normal Nick Cage. He does. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm very excited for this. He's going to give that stare and be like, okay, you know? Yeah. But, uh... I'm sure it'll get pretty wild in it. That's yeah. all we can hope for. Um, Texas Chain... Well, actually, we'll save that for last, but uh, mm-hmm. just announced today on March 30th, Shelf Factory is launching a 24-7 horror channel on April 15th. It'll um, So basically, Shelf Factory distributes DVDs, Blu-rays, all that fun stuff. And then they have a sister company called Scream Factory, which does mostly obscure horror titles. You know, they did the My Bloody Valentine original. Just about every horror movie you can think of has been released by Scream Factory. Mm-hmm. So they said that the streaming channel will feature such titles as Bad Moon, Black Christmas, Carnival of Souls, Cattle Nine Tales, Chopping Mall, Class of 84, Communion. The Company of Wolves, The Crush, Dark Star, Day of the Dead, Exorcist 3, Forbidden World, Galaxy of Terra, House on Haunted Hill, Humanoids from the Deep, The Last Man on Earth, Magic, 
Night of the Demons, Night of the Living Dead, Nightbreed, the director's cut. Nastrofartu. Piranha. Nastrofartu. Yeah. Piranha from 1978. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Sleepaway Camp. Slumber Party Massacre and The Stepfather. So, I think between this and Shudder, it's a great time to be a horror fan. Oh, for sure. And isn't there one called, like, uh, Screambox or something, too? That's, like, through Bloody Disgusting? There is. I uh, I actually just found that last week. I haven't really looked through it yet. Yeah. But I'll look through it this week and kind of give an update on what my, th- what my thoughts of that is next week. Mm-hmm. I think... The reason why I know about it, their big thing was they have um, Freddy's Nightmares. Like the yes, they had that, which people were really excited about because it's finally remastered. When when can we get some Tales from the Crypt episodes? You know, mm-hmm. it's not streaming anywhere. You figured Shudder would get it since they have the revival show. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, sorry, that's Creep Show. What am I thinking of? Uh, it, <laughs> um, well, it was an HBO show. I don't know why HBO yeah. Max doesn't have it. You know. Yeah, you, you figured that would be something they would want to bring back because you, ha- you have the nostalgia with that and they could do a new one. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was talks of reviving it at one point a few years back, but I don't think anything ever became of it. Yeah. Um, the series Cursed Films returns to Shudder on four, April 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what it is is they discuss uh, each episode is a certain movie. Mm-hmm. And they discuss like you know stuff that happens, like they did the, um, I believe they did the Twilight Zone, you know, where the guy was the beheaded by the helicopter because it was too low, yeah, and different stuff that's happened. Um, this season they will cover the Wizard of Oz, which I'm sure they will discuss about the rumor and innuendo of a um, little person hanging himself on the set. Mm-hmm. You ever hear about that? I have, yeah. I was trying to think of what the, that was cursed for, but that that makes sense. There'd be yeah. that rumor. They say that there's a scene in the original version, and you can see a pair of legs hanging from a tree in the background when they're on the way to the uh, Land of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll also co- uh, cover Rosemary's Baby, The Serpent in the Rainbow, Stalker, and Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting. Yeah, I'm very curious about the Serpent and the Rainbow one. I mean, that that's uh, Wes Craven, and it's like voodoo stuff, so yeah. I wonder. That'll be interesting to see how it's cursed. Have um, you have you watched the first season of the show? I haven't watched it yet, but I've been very interested to watch it. I haven't watched it yet, but I've wanted to. It's just finding the time. Like I'm yeah. fascinated on behind this. Like I love the, um, the movies that made us on Netflix. Yep. You know, the spinoff of the toys that made us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, those just... are great. I watched some episodes of that. There was also the... There was one about, like, slashers on Shudder that I watched. That was, like, yeah. all the big ones. I forget. It it's, could be the monsters that made us. Something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll have the name for you next week for those that are mm-hmm. interested. But, I mean, I, I might check out the Wizard of Oz one just to see what they say about, you know the hanging munchkin or whatever yeah and then in horror video game news um texas chainsaw game announced the five characters that will be play be playable as the victims so you know they look like characters right out of the movie so they'll be interesting to see exactly what three people will be the killers i know leatherface will be one but who are the other two Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this game. And I think I, I read that whole announcement, it seemed. Like, they really tried to put, like, personality into the characters. So, yeah. it, it'll feel, there'll be a little bit of a story to it, too, which will be cool. And each one will have their own individual, um, you know, backstory or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was actually another game that was sent to me. A friend of mine sent me the link, because I don't have it anymore. Um, but it's basically by the people Ilphonic, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of, uh, until dawn. Um, oh yeah. It's, um, the quarry. Yes. Yeah. Let me, uh, I'll pull up the cast for that. The cast for that's actually pretty insane until dawn's great. I, I've been wanting to replay it, but I'll definitely 
check this out when it comes out because yeah. the cast for this was just awesome. Um, <clears throat> all right, so it has Shabon Williams. It seems to be the main character. I don't. She looks familiar, but I mean, David Arquette is in it, which is awesome. Skylar yes. Giz, uh, Giznado, who I think most people recognize. Ariel Winter, Brenda Song, um, Justice Smith, uh, Ted Raimi's in it, which is funny. <laughs> um, Ethan Supley, he looks familiar too. Um, so this is, I'm definitely very excited for this. If it's anything like Until Dawn, it's going to be cool. Um, comes out June 10th, so yeah. not too far away. When he sent it to me, I was like, wow, uh, that guy looks familiar. It, it, it mm-hmm. was David. I, I was like, it looks like David Arquette. <laughs> And then it finally said David Arquette, but like yeah. Ethan Souffle, well, I believe he was on The Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd know him. He was on Boy Meets World at one point. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's always you see him you, and you, you know him, but you don't know his name. So yeah, um, yeah, I think David Arquette too. He's like he's clean shaven, right? I think that's why for a minute I was like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's good to see he's still working. Yeah, that'll definitely be cool. And um, then coming out May 13th, I only added this because I'm sure you are excited about it. And <laughs> oh, yeah. The I Evil remember. Dead video game. Yes. So this is kind of similar to Text Chainsaw game where it's like somebody plays as the Kandarian demons and then you have a group of four Evil Dead characters, obviously. You're gonna have Ash, but there's other like there's the knights from Army of Darkness. There's the people from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, I am so excited for this game. I've been they announced it I think in 2020, um, and so I've been just waiting. And it's finally coming out May 13th. I actually got the special edition that comes with like a Necronomicon replica and all that, um, just because I'm beyond excited. Um, but yeah, that that comes out soon. So. I'll be playing a lot of that when it comes out. You're definitely a mark for the Evil Dead series, so that's why I was like, "Oh, better add this." Yep. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I always try to keep up with the news. I know. I don't know if I mentioned it. It might have been when I was gone, but uh, I know they picture locked the editing for um, the movie, so now they're just on a sound and music and stuff. So we should get a release date for that pretty soon. It's coming out this year. We should know exactly when. Um, I believe but, I saw something in June or July. Yeah, it's going straight to HBO Max, so it's oh, okay. probably it'll probably be quickly announced trailer, a couple weeks, and then it's out. Kind of like te- Texas Chainsaw, where it kind of sneaks up on you. Um, and I'm sad it's not going to theaters, but maybe somewhere around here we'll be showing it or something. Uh, sometimes there's special events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, at least you don't have to pay money to go see it. You can just watch it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even pay for, so it's really free overall. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> you know Kidding. how I feel about stealing. I do, I do. I know, I know. I do pay for it. I was, I was totally joking. Yeah, okay. Anyways, so we put out on our social media, if anybody has a question, to use the hashtag AskTheMovieBar. And this week's question is, um, I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's, I think it's Krusty. And she said, uh, "When can your sister be on the podcast?" And uh, I don't think I don't think we can answer that just yet. Um, I think we need we need to discuss it. So we're we're just gonna move past this segment into news, Blu-rays, and movie releases. Uh, why, why don't we just say maybe July, so she can talk about Elf and get off our backs? Yeah, yeah, Christmas in July. Okay. We love you, Christy. <laughs> um. The newest Blu-rays and movie releases. Why don't you take the movie releases? Yeah, so uh, in theaters this week, we have three movies that kind of stuck out to me. Um, Morbius, which is, you know, it's another Marvel movie, but it's a Sony Marvel movie, so it's not actually MCU, but they're trying to make it. It's a whole thing. It's going to be really bad, um, but I'm definitely seeing it because it's, it's probably going to be so bad it's good. That's kind of my prediction. It's description is biochemist michael morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead so it's like it's kind of horror like he becomes a vampire but he's like an anti-hero like he doesn't want to kill but he'll like kill bad guys and feast on their blood type of thing he's normally a spider-man bad guy makes no sense why he's getting his own movie but uh played by jared leto 
Matt Smith, Tyrese Gibson are also in it. Michael Keaton's going to have a cameo from his being Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's definitely going to be bad, but it's another Marvel movie. Um, I'm really digging the barrel deep on these. Well, it's it's more Sony just because they're trying to like kind of have the same heights of the MCU and make it kind of related, but not. So like it makes no like Morbius should not have his own movie. There's other characters that should have their own movie over him, but I think they're kind of shoving it under the rug. Anyways, they kind of realize that this it was dumb to make. Yeah. Um. Another one is You Won't Be Alone. It's um an isolated mountain village in 19th century Macedonia. A young girl is kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. It's uh, written and directed by Goran Stolevsky, who I, I don't really know who that is, but uh, has Numi Rapace in it. She's great. She was in The Lamb, which I loved. Um, I think a lot of people are saying this is a lot like The the Witch, and it's like full horror. And like I'm not that into full horror, um, but... I'm probably I'll probably see it maybe if it's shown around here. It could be cool. Um, spooky. Uh, another one is Barbarians, which is a dinner party in a country house that sees four friends come together for a birthday celebration. But as the night progresses, secrets emerge and unsettling events begin to unfold around them. Directed by Charles Dorfman, and then it stars Iwan Rayan. I don't know how to say that exactly, but he played. I forget the first name, but he played one of the Ramsey people on Game of Thrones, and he was great in that. He's a great actor, so that could be cool if uh, he's kind of the star. Um, on streaming, we have the Marvel TV show Moon Knight, which uh, I already watched the first episode. I Moon, Moon Knight's a very cool character. It kind of has horror elements to it as well because he's kind of dealing with multiple personalities, and there's like an Egyptian god that's haunting him, and he's... I could go on on and on about Moon Knight. First episode is great, but it has uh, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. And, I mean, those two are also amazing. So you can kind of... This is kind of a different type of Marvel thing. It's related to the MCU stuff, but, like, they're trying to make this stick on its own. It's a little bit more mature, darker themes. Um, so this should end up being very good, especially the first episode was great. Um, and then a streaming movie coming out, which I'm also excited for, is The Bubble. comes out on Netflix. It's a group of actors and actresses stuck inside a pandemic bubble at a hotel. They attempt to complete a film. And the film they're making in it is like some Jurassic Park type dinosaur thing. Uh, directed and written by Judd Apatow, who's great. I mean, he has so many movies I could list that you've definitely heard of and seen. Um, and then it stars Karen Gillan, Iris Apatow, Pedro Pascal, Leslie Mann, David Duchovny, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen, Maria Bakalova, Kate McKinnon. I mean, it's probably going to have even more cameos just because Judd Apatow is kind of the comedy guy. He knows all those people. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I'll probably check that out on Netflix. Yeah, I've uh, seen the trailer for it. It looks pretty funny. Yeah. So I'll be trying to check it out. Um, this actually should have been in news, but uh, they're doing Eraser Reborn which will be coming to digital DVD and Blu-ray June 7th. Mm-hmm. It stars uh, Dominic Sherwood as Mason Pollock, Jackie Lau, uh, McKinley Belcher III, um, Eddie Ramos. So back in the 90s, it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called The Racer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well it did at the box office, but... You know, two decades later, it's like, hey, let's make a reboot. Hmm. So, yeah, that's one I haven't even heard of. Um, it is directed by John Pogue, who did The Quiet Ones and Deep Blue Sea 3, and written by Michael Weiss, who did Jarhead 3 The Siege. Nice. Uh, um, coming to Blu ray next week uh, on the first, uh, the two main titles I saw were Scream. 2022, the newest one, mm-hmm. and Death on the Nile. So, you know, those were the only two that really struck out. But uh, yeah, you ready to get to the main event? I am so ready. All right. Um. Yeah. So I guess we can start with the movie I gave you. I'll uh, introduce it a little bit. Uh, actually. So. I don't mean yep. to cut you off, but uh, no worries. we have changed our rating system now. 
Yes. It'll no longer be one to five stars, considering we are the movie bar podcast and we kind of have a bar theme. Our rating systems will now be a one to five mugs. Mm-hmm. And we'll so, post the movies with so many mugs on it on our socials and let you know what we think. Exactly. But, okay, continue. Yeah, so the movie I gave you, because we had kind of talked about it in the first episode, it's one of my favorite movies, uh, A Knight's Tale from 2001, rated PG-13. It's uh, directed by Brian Helgeland, who I'm actually working on his newest movie right now, so it's kind of cool. This has been one of my favorite movies forever, so it's weird that he walks in every day and says, good morning, Kyle. Um, Cool little brag, I guess. Um, Do you wax his car when he walks in every morning? No, no, no. He's actually... In terms of, like, you figure a director very needy, but he's such a cool, just normal dude. Um, doesn't require anything special or anything like that. He's just very great and normal. <laughs> so that's my review of him, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying too much. I'm going to get fired, but whatever. Um, starring Heath Ledger, Mark Addy, Rufus Sewell, Alan Tudyk, and then Paul Bettany. So it's a pretty cool cast. Obviously, Heath Ledger is the leading man in it. Mm-hmm. Um it's the description for it is after his master dies a peasant squire fueled by a desire for food and glory creates a new identity for himself as a knight and for me it's a lot more than a knight movie i love knights and all that but there's like a weird sports aspect to it it has contemporary music um kind of to make you feel like how they would have felt back in the day with their music playing um there's a romance aspect there's a family aspect action just it has for me it has everything um I I gave this to you, and I you know you don't really like Knights, but uh, I don't know if it paid off. So, it took me a while mm-hmm. to watch it, but one Saturday morning, I said, okay, I got to sit down, I got to watch this. Um, interesting story. Mm-hmm. You know, I like how the progression from, you know, uh, being a peasant to becoming, you know, dating royalty. The the jousting was awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't understand jousting, but you know, like when he when he he he's in the final set of battles and the guy stabs him in the arm, like to continue without his armor, like that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. It's not something I'm going to rush out and watch again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for owning it for the last 12 years and never watching it, like, <laughs> um, it was good. Yeah. You know, it's not Did the you, greatest. Was- did you watch it with Hunter? Was he with no. yours? No. No. Um, maybe down the line, watch it with him. But, mm-hmm. you know, but I'd, I'd recommend it, mm-hmm. you know, if you like Heath Ledger or, you know, a comedy along those lines. Mm-hmm. I'd. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you like the use of contemporary music? And, yes. Like, yeah, I was actually thinking of that when you said it earlier. But yeah, yeah, like the music was awesome. That's music I was raised on. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't fitting for the time of the film, mm-hmm. but it makes it more modern, modern for the watcher to hear the music. You know music that they know yeah so definitely and, a very good aspect of it yeah i think that's what uh, even when i was little i was like that's so weird like they're playing we will rock you and <laughs> that's just two knights jousting but yeah i think that's what's cool to me just because it's like it makes it almost like a sports movie because if you take like those songs and put them in like a football movie like it totally lines up yeah. So it's just cool, like, that's just such a cool and interesting aspect to me. And there's a couple other, like, musicals that do that, like Moulin Rouge, I know, has, like, Elton John songs and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it was just, it's very interesting. I think that's always stuck with me. 
So what 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 would you rate a Knight's Tale? Well, I mean, it, it's literally like one of my favorite movies. Like it probably rotates for my favorite movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a couple months since I've seen it. I would give it five out of five mugs. Um, but obviously, I'm a little biased. Where'd you give it? I'd give it about three and a half mugs. Mm-hmm. You know, the music, the action, the jousting. Yeah. That was all cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I'm glad I'm glad you didn't hate it. I was worried you would absolutely hate it. But I, I, I feel like it just does so many interesting things. Like, it's hard to completely hate, even if you're not totally into knights and stuff. Yeah. And I'm clearly nothing medieval i like so yeah i'm i absolutely am obsessed with medieval stuff like i'm playing not to get off topic but i'm playing elden ring right now which is a big video game or whatever and it's super medieval shields and stuff and like i'm having the time of my life i'm actually quarantining with covid right now so that's pretty much what all i'm doing with my time oh where do you use it productively uh we're doing this this is productive yes it is so, for your choice, I gave you Burying the X. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in 2000, 2015. It's rated R. It's directed by Joe Dante. You know, the guy that did Gremlins, which we won't get into because I know that was last week's episode. <laughs> um, it starred uh, Anton Yelchin, who sadly passed away. Yeah, uh, Ashley Green and Alexandria Daddario. I love any movie she's in. She's such a great actress. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw 3D, uh, yep. San Andreas, Baywatch. What was that? The horror movie with Johnny Knoxville. Um, Summon us the darkness or something. Summon the darkness, I believe it was. Yeah, something like that. She's great in that too. Yeah. Um, a guy regrets over moving in with his girlfriend. And pretty much his girlfriend's a, a, you know, earth nut that likes, you know, oh, you, you know, the, the paint is made from hay, wheat or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. one of those environmentalists, I, I guess it would be. And she ends up getting killed, run over by a bus. He's in a funk, goes to a movie. Bumps into this girl that he had met once before that owns an ice cream shop and they relate over Fruit Brute. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, General Mills puts out a line of Halloween cereals, Fruit Brute, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry. So, like, he's a big horror fan. She's a big horror fan. So, they start talking and the girlfriend comes back from the dead as a zombie. So... What were your thoughts on it? Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it, it's funny because I a couple months ago I watched this movie called Life After Beth, which is really similar, but I think I definitely like this one better. Life After Beth, same thing. Girlfriend dies, kind of comes back. That's, um, what's her name? Aubrey Posse and uh, mm-hmm. Dane DeHaan are the two in that. With a couple other, John C. Riley's in it. And uh, that one's more like quirky and not as, this is like kind of a more focus on horror with like, like she bite somebody in this and uh this one was a bit funnier just this one was more my style compared to the other one mm-hmm. um so it's it cool just comparing them in my mind um obviously anton yelchin's great um he and he's in green room which is one of my favorites um and then alexander daddario's great ashley green i thought was really good in this she was quite scary at points and then it was funny because the other the friend he's the only part i didn't really he, he was just kind of got annoying and like he was too like like, he just wasn't a good friend. It was just kind his of annoying. Ste- his stepbrother. <clears throat> yeah. And he, he's Oliver Cooper. That's an actor. Yeah. And it's funny because the only thing I really know him from is Project X, where he plays kind of the same exact character in that. And then he also plays, um, in the Mindhunter TV show, he plays David Berkowitz, the, like, one of the serial killers or whatever in it. And he's great in that. So it's just, it was interesting to see him in this, but... He's the only thing I didn't really like, but other than him, everything worked um, for me. Uh, I liked the music choices were cool. Um, like I liked the end when the music was playing and they're kind of fighting the zombie girlfriend. Yep. 
and the cast was great. I, I didn't even realize till after that Joe Dante was the director and it was just cool to see him doing something like this. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you recommended this. I was, uh, at first I was a bit worried just cause I, I did like life, life after Beth. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh no, I hope this isn't just like a worse version of it, but I'm glad I ended up liking this more than I liked that. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I was honestly surprised when you said you hadn't seen it. Yeah. You know, um, I think I came across it with, uh, I believe Joe Dante was on the movie crypt podcast mm-hmm. and was kind of talking about it. And, you know, Anton Yelchin, Alexander Zadario, I'm like, I'm in, I'll check it out. You know? Yeah. I saw it when it first came out, loved it, watched, you know, I watched it every couple, maybe every six, once every six months or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, for a good laugh. I actually started it this morning prior to falling asleep. So I got to finish it mm-hmm. again, but you know, just the, uh, like, the references in the movie, the fruit fruit cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to the new Beverly to watch the um, horror movie. Yep, I forget what, what what it was. And when he gets upset when the uh, the girlfriend folds his movie posters, mm-hmm. like you know, she doesn't appreciate his interest in horror movies or whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it definitely I, felt like it was made by like a horror fan, and almost like to a tropey degree. But like, I enjoyed that. Yeah, and to sit there and you finally think you got rid of the the problem. Granted, she died, mm-hmm. but <laughs> when she shows back up and like she doesn't, I don't know if she realizes she's dead at first, but mm-hmm. so. What would you? How many mugs would you give this movie? I think I would give it four mugs out of five. Yeah, I'm, I'm about four and a half. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I would definitely recommend it and watch it again. Um, and I, I'm actually looking now, and the guy who wrote it, um, what's his name? One second, Alan Trezza. He actually wrote "We Summon the Darkness," so he oh, must okay. be friends with Alexander Daddario. Yeah, we um, usually once they do one movie together, that an actor will be inclined to work with them again if they enjoy their projects. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I, I mean I liked that one too, um, so it's cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one thing I did I remember because Anton Yelchin in his he kind of works at a horror store. I I don't really know exactly what type of it's like horror movies they just anything horror seems like they're selling at the store i think it's called bloody mary's yep. he's always telling the customers to go to hell because he has to as like a <laughs> hello yeah. and goodbye type of thing which was funny um but i i i thought it was funny because i feel like i haven't seen much where like the protagonist of a horror movie works at a horror store like in the victor crowley movies and hatchet like there's the voodoo shop and there's yeah. stuff like that usually, but never like a spirit Halloween or something like that, which feels weird. You figure there'd be a lot of those, but that was a cool aspect to it. Yeah. Surprisingly, there's, there's not many movies that involve like, you always see them going to the Halloween costume stores, but nobody ever really works in them. Like, Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a perfect horror movie right there. Like, Yeah. And that's like up there with like working at a movie store. Yeah. Like... Those are done, obviously, but, like, not as often. You know, it was done in Scream with, um... Yeah, Randy Meeks, I think that's his name. Jamie Kennedy's character. I was trying to think of what the actor's name was, Jamie Kennedy, but, you know, and he was a big horror movie trope guy, and very few and far between. Yeah. And even, you figured, like, how has there not been, like, a haunted spirit Halloween movie where, like all those little animatronics come, come alive. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go write that down, write that movie, but I figure that's like an obvious premise. Yeah. I mean, I, I've worked in Halloween stores, those mm-hmm. pop-up stores that show up in the mall and yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of creepy. You're closing up and you know, somebody walks past one of those animatronics. And they're like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know? And yeah. You're just like, okay, sh- shut up. Let's go. <laughs> Time to go. But um, 
Before we do final call, I want to get your opinion on an incident that happened earlier this week at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure you know what I'm talking about. For those yeah. that don't, during uh, one of the segments, Chris Rock made a comment towards Jada Pickett-Smith about, you know, Jada, love you, but can't wait to see G.I. Jane 2 because she's bald because she has um, uh, apulsia. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Alopecia. Alopecia, yes. And next thing you know, Will Smith walks on stage and slaps the shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> uh, what's your take on it? I mean, I still can't, be- can't believe it's real. I wasn't watching the Oscars, but as soon as it happened, like, obviously that's the only thing that was on social media, so I knew about it immediately. But, uh, I mean... <clears throat> Obviously, Chris's joke was messed up, but I mean, there's much worse things that he said that are and probably things that night nice that were joked about. I mean, like, I know Amy Schumer joked that Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal were a couple, and they showed Jake Gyllenhaal, and he was like, that was he just looked weird, like weirded out that she would even say that. So there's always stupid jokes, and like this one didn't feel particularly like vicious. Obviously, it sucks that she has alopecia, and like, but I don't think. <laughs> Will Smith should have went up and slapped him. Like, if he kind of said something, whatever, I don't think anybody would really care if Will kind of yelled, like, don't talk about my wife. Like, okay, it's over. I think I'm glad it happened just because it's incredible that it happened. And it's just so funny to think about that that is real. But, like, definitely undeserved on Chris's part. But, like, I think it's also funny because when he told the joke, Will is laughing, but Jada looks pissed. And then next, you know, Will goes up and slaps her. But then Will won Best Actor. So it's like if he didn't do that, because now he's going to be suspended from the Academy and all that. Like, And I think what was Denzel? Denzel Washington said something to Will, too, which let me find the quote. There was footage afterwards of Will Smith backstage crying with Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry. Yep, and Denzel said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. Which is crazy, that's just something he said, because that's just so, that's the coolest thing to say to somebody. Yeah. And that just, Denzel's awesome, but, yeah, definitely undeserved and just too much, but, like, crazy. What What are your thoughts on it? Well, at first I thought it was uh, staged, because mm-hmm. who honestly gives a damn about the Oscars anymore? Yeah. I mean, we're horror fans. The only time an Oscar, a horror movie has ever won an Oscar was Get Out. Mm-hmm. And maybe Psycho. Yeah. But, you know, they don't include horror movies in their categories or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was maybe like, let's get them talking. This is the first time we're back after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't, I think it was in poor taste. Yeah. It could have been handled so much differently. And big props to Chris Rock. He took it like a champ. Mm-hmm. Didn't press charges or whatever, but. I mean, I understand where Will's coming from. Like, it's a sensitive subject. Yeah. His wife being sick. But you know that if you're in the front row or in eye view of a comedian up on stage, you might get heckled. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Chris Rock didn't know that she had the disease. Yeah. But if he did, poor taste. But, I mean, I could, I could go either way. I mean. Yeah, it's 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 just crazy that it even happened. Like, even now, thinking about it, it's like, I, I literally can't believe Will Smith got up on stage and smacked Chris Rock. And it was a hard, it was like a hard slap, too. It wasn't anything. Yeah. It was not gentle. And, yeah, and like you said, Chris Chris Rock really took it on, took it on the chin literally and figuratively um and like he even there's a moment too after it happens he like for a second he goes like oh you don't even know what i could say right now but then he just goes okay okay and then he just carries (laughs) on 
but like yeah. you know Chris Rock had something loaded to come back with but he he, he definitely bit his tongue I'll give him that oh yeah he's like he's smiling like it's almost like <laughs> he has an evil look in his eye like he could say so much so but yeah I just wanted to get your take on it yeah yeah um, I mean that's it's forever gonna be insane I meant to write that and to do it earlier in the show but you know, I just, I just wanted to make sure we covered it. and mm-hmm. I mean, congrats to Will winning an Oscar. Yeah. Good for you. It's probably your last one for a while, but... Um, yeah, so I think it's, I think we can wrap this up and do last call. Yeah. Um, the bar is now closed. Hey, that's my um, line. Hey, yeah, you didn't say it. I didn't oh. know what to do. Okay. You, all right, I'll let you say it. You can say it. The bar is now closed, okay? I said <laughs> um, Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and then just at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, now on Amazon Podcasts, and most places you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear. By contacting us on our social media or emailing us at themoviebar at outlook.com. We also have a t-shirt store, um, bonfire.com slash store slash themoviebar, where you can get t-shirts with our logo on it. Um, I ordered one. Very nice quality. We have the, um, the original logo in purple and red. We have... Uh, the movie bar logo with a film strip and then we have the mascot takeover shirt where Hunter has completely redesigned our logo <laughs> um, and yeah and, uh, Hunter will be back I know we'll probably hear people yes. want to hear Hunter and he will be back we promise uh, what were your thoughts on last week's episode before we end since you weren't oh. there I mean, I, I was just worried for my job. I thought I was just going to become the editor. Um, I thought Hunter did great, really. Exceeded all of my expectations for him, and uh, he's he's a natural. He's a star. That's Yes. He's a born star. I have never seen a kid so excited to do something as he was that morning. Waking me up <laughs> at 6.30 going, Daddy, can we record now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So, he's yeah, we'll very definitely have to make that regular excited. segment to talk baby yoda with you yes we'll uh we'll get to baby yoda talk very soon so but thanks for listening hope you guys enjoy this week's episode um we'll be back next week we're believe we're gonna do a deep dive on our icon and stuntman kane otter because mm-hmm. his birthday i believe is april 8th yes so we'll cover some of his movies some of uh, his high prolific roles we'll cover some of the um, burn incident that he had in recovery so tune in next week for that and everybody thanks for listening thank you bye so long <laughs>